We are El Pozo de Vida. And we do a lot of stuff. This is what we do. We fight against human trafficking with a holistic approach to a massive problem. And it all starts with prevention. We seek to stop human trafficking at the source by educating the next generation. We're doing a digital education platform for schools and parents throughout Mexico with additional options for the transportation and tourism sectors. An online prevention tool in Spain. Plus a version for Latin America's regional coalition against human trafficking. Anti-machismo training for over 89,000 officers in the Mexico City Police Force. And corporate training for Facebook and Citibank Banamex. We work with over 1,500 refugees, migrants, and asylum seekers in Tijuana. Staff training in shelters and migrant detention centers throughout Central America. Education for both vulnerable migrants and enforcement authorities through the Puedes Verme campaign, Can You See Me, in partnership with A21. Public workshops covering sexual abuse prevention, social media risk, and online sexual exploitation. Plus, podcasts and a book launch focusing on each of our projects. Ome is a men's outreach program with counseling, workshops, and support groups. And our Nadia Nase Macho Toxic Masculinity Awareness Campaign reached over 2 million people. That's what we do for prevention. But at the same time, El Pozo is also working on the ground doing intervention. Our goal is to break the cycle of abuse by directly intervening for people in vulnerable situations to offer real alternatives. The Block Party. A party on the streets of the Red Light District rotating between three different locations designed to disrupt the sex trade for one night with food, drink, music, and manicures. Showing God's unconditional love to everyone. The next step for many of these women is the Dunamis Community Center, located right in the heart of La Merced, one of the biggest red light districts in Latin America. El Pozo provides safe community, free meals, workshops, and basic job and life skills training for vulnerable women. The Dream Kids Initiative supports beneficiaries with everything they need to start the business of their dreams. Merchandise, supplies, business training, ongoing guidance, and counseling. Plus, we provided over 70 tons of food to needy families and at-risk beneficiaries since the start of the pandemic. But that's only the beginning. El Pozo also works in restoration, guiding survivors from despair to redemption. Nuna Yu employs former victims of trafficking in the design, fabrication, marketing, and sales of jewelry, all inspired by their own lives and experiences. They receive an honorable, steady paycheck, counseling, training, mentorship, psychological, and family support. Our safe house accommodates up to 22 girls under the age of 18, including toddlers and their mothers. While they're on the journey to reclaim their lives after unthinkable trauma, our beneficiaries receive 24-7 care, which includes schooling, therapy, medical care, art workshops, and counseling. For those women who have graduated from the safe house, we have two separate transition homes. Alongside personal mentors, they can make a graceful transition to the next stage of their lives, independent living, with the opportunity to finish their studies, get a job, and pursue their dreams with dignity. We are changing futures rewriting stories and opening up a new way of life they can truly be proud of we are el pozo de vida and that is what we do praise god praise god thank you so much for that warm welcome um I, I, my, my daughter uh, was at the service yesterday and she, uh, she was crying when we were uh, watching, when she was watching the video and I told her, you're going to do greater things. You're going to do greater things. 
Um, and that's, and that's, that's the heart of the Father. That's the heart of our Father. Um, so um, I, I'm, I am selling this book, and I've always wanted to do this, you know, while I'm speaking. Uh, but um, it's on sale and Amazon. You can get Amazon if you don't get it today. Um, but I'm giving it out for 10 bucks, and uh, I don't know if anybody is, has a birthday this week. Anybody have a birthday this week? Nobody has a birthday coming up. Oh, right, right, right back there. Come on up. I want to give you a, a free copy. <laughs> and so it's outside for sale uh, for $10. Yeah, you're welcome. Enjoy. Um, so I wanted to share with you guys about uh, this, this, the reckless love of God. Oh, you're all, your birthday is also coming up this week. All right. <laughs> she saw that I had two copies. <laughs> That's good. Go get, oh, wait. Okay. okay. Oh, you're all the way back there. So I don't have a copy here, but make sure you come and get it. And your name is? Kim. Okay, I'll make sure Kim gets a copy. Kim gets a copy, too. Come on down. It's the price is right now. <laughs> How's your birthday too? It's everybody's birthday today for some reason. Uh, I wanted to share about God's reckless love and how he pursues us. We just sang about that. Uh, that he leaves a 99 for that one. And uh, that scandalous grace, that scandalous grace, it just doesn't seem to make any sense that his Love would reach out to us, even in the midst of our brokenness, even in the midst of our pain and suffering, he reaches out to us, and he rescues us, and, and he takes us out of the miry clay, right? When we're, 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 we're crying out to God, and we're, we're just reaching out for help, and he picks us up, and he puts us our feet on a solid rock so that we can sing praises to him. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning, about when he comes to seek and save those who are lost. I know you probably have heard that phrase in, in church over and over again, that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. And that story, it's a story of scandalous grace. And so I, I really believe that the, the Lord has for us not just a rescue, but how he takes us from that place of when we are worshiping him, that when we are singing praises to him, that we are glorifying him. He wants us to take us to the next level. Okay, it's not just when we are brought to salvation. He wants to continue to take us from glory to glory, from victory to victory, amen? And, and that's God's heart. Just like, you know, when I told my daughter, you will do greater things. We find that in his word. He wants us to do even greater things than he did, amen? How many of you guys are ready for that? All right, I want to begin with a word of prayer. Oh, Holy Spirit, we invite you to this place. And we pray for open heaven right now. And that heaven would touch earth. And Lord, we pray for every heart and every mind here, oh Lord, that we would respond to you. And that your voice would speak so loud and clear, Lord, and it would penetrate into our hearts. And Lord, that there would be a fire lit within us, oh Lord. And Lord, that we pray that we would burn for you. 
that we would burn for you, Lord, that we would be known as the burning ones, oh God, that we would be known as the burning ones, set us ablaze, set this place ablaze with your holy fire, oh God. And we pray, oh Lord, that we would be a generation, a generation to not only to proclaim your favor and your goodness, Lord, but we would, Lord, bring your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, we pray for that right now. We pray for that right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to be reading from um, Luke 19. And the story is the story of Zacchaeus. And if you have ever been in church growing up in Sunday school, you may have learned a song that goes, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Okay, we'll end it right there. That was a little high. I started a little high there. <laughs> but um, we're going to pick up from verse 5. We, we basically sang the first four verses. So, uh. <laughs> When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly came, climbed down, and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Amen. And so this story of Zacchaeus is a very interesting story, and I believe that even though we have heard the story so many times, there are certain things about this story that we may not have caught. And I wanted to unpack that for us this morning. See, it's interesting, the, the, the name Zacchaeus, I don't know if you guys know, it actually means in Hebrew, pure and innocent. Pure and innocent. Isn't that interesting? And there's a bit of irony there, right? That for those of you who don't know, Zacchaeus, he was a tax collector. And, and a tax collector were considered as notorious sinners because as the Roman Empire was establishing itself throughout the world, the known world at the time, what they were doing was they would take the local people and appoint them as tax collectors to collect taxes for the Romans. And so basically what these people would do is they, would, they were turning their backs on their own people. Okay, they were turning their backs on their own people. They were considered traitors to their own people. Because they weren't only collecting taxes for the Roman Empire, but they were also skimming a little bit off the top. You know what I mean? You know, they, they might need to charge 30% or 40%. I don't know what the tax, exactly what it was. But they would take their part or their share. And so they were stealing from their own people. And so... Tax collectors were considered as traitors, as notorious sinners. They were also very wealthy people. But they came by their wealth by not so proper means, right? And so 
for Jesus to call out that one, that notorious sinner, that person who has turned their back on his own people, and to call him out by name and to go to his house. That is Jesus reaching out. That is Jesus reaching out, and that's his, his scandalous grace, that reckless love. Because for some of us, I mean, we may not look at ourselves, look at ourselves in the mirror and say, oh, you're a notorious sinner. But we know sometimes deep in our hearts, we're not probably where we should be. There's that self-condemnation that comes in, and we think, oh, well, I, I might not be as qualified. Or we disqualify ourselves thinking about the sin we, may ha we might have in our lives. And we think, well, you know, I'm not really worthy. And what Jesus wants to say to you is, it's not about what you have done. It's what I did on the cross. See, all of that pain and all of that suffering, all of that sin, all of the wrath of God, the, the anger of God was placed on the cross. Was placed on the cross. So all that judgment that we might be placing upon ourselves, he took it on the cross. That is a gospel. That is a gospel. And so when we judge ourselves, we're, we, God already took it. God already took it. He paid for that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I agree with you. Thank you, Lord. And so it is interesting in this story, as we break it down, we see what Zacchaeus does in response to that scandalous and reckless love of God. He does a couple of things. He says, I will give half of my wealth, right, to the poor. He doesn't say, Jesus, I'm going to give you an offering for your public ministry. He says, I'm going to give it to the poor, half of it. But catch this. He said half of it. Many of you have heard, uh, you know, of the, the story of the rich young ruler that comes. It's actually the chapter right before in chapter 18, verse 22 and 23, if you read it. When Jesus heard his answer, well, I mean, he says, hey, you, I want you to give all of your wealth to the poor and come and follow me. There is still one thing you, have, you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give your money to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad for he was very rich. I'm going to assume there's this rich young ruler and there is Zacchaeus. I think Zacchaeus was richer than this rich young ruler, to be quite honest. He was a rich young ruler, but Zacchaeus, he was profiting from the whole city. Right? He wasn't just a, a rich young ruler like this guy. And see, the, the kingdom ethic isn't that oh, you got to sell all you have to the poor and follow Jesus. Zacchaeus gave half to the poor, and Jesus still said salvation has come to this household. As a matter of fact, I think that 
Zacchaeus was a very shrewd person. That he knew that he had to maintain some of his wealth, not for himself, but that he can, so that he can continue to be a positive influence for God's kingdom in Jericho. You know, people would ask me, hey, Benny, you know, they would come down and, and, and serve with us for like a week or two weeks. And they would say, what can we continue to do to serve you? And I would say, sell everything you have <laughs> and come down to Mexico. You know what? Not many people responded. <laughs> very, very few. And uh, when I told that story to uh, Pastor John, he said, well, how'd that work out for you? I said, not really good. <laughs> See, Jesus said, still said salvation has come to this house because he knew what was in Zacchaeus' heart. Because he said, Lord. Because he knew that all that he had all that he had was God's. He proclaimed Jesus as Lord. The rich young ruler, you know what he said? Good teacher. Good te he didn't say Lord. And the other thing, Jesus said to the rich young ruler, come and follow me. Zacchaeus didn't leave his position. Zacchaeus stayed a tax collector. Whoa. The Bible doesn't talk about the fact that, oh, he gave half to the poor, paid back four times to the people he stole, and then followed Jesus physically. No, he said, Lord. He followed with his heart and stayed a tax collector. That's crazy. But he wasn't just a tax collector. He was a redeemed tax collector. You know what that means? Some of us know. You can be a tax collector. You can be a construction worker. You can be a doctor. You can be a teacher. But you can be a redeemed teacher, a redeemed construction worker, a redeemed doctor. All those things. It, see, it's not about, you know, what you do is who you do it for. Who you do it for. Mm. See, some of us think that we, we have to have it all together. Some of us think that, well, in order to serve God, we got to become pastors or leaders within the church. Some of us will. But some of us will stake tax collectors like Zacchaeus. I, you know, I think more and more about this scandalous grace because... We think that we need to have it all together. We need to have, you know, dress all nice, say all the right words, read the Bible X amount of hours per day and pray. But the Lord wants to meet us right where we're at. 
when he saw Zacchaeus, he was up in that tree. That's when he called him. Some of us are up in the tree right now. We are up in the tree. And, and we think, well, I, I just, I, I just want to, I, I barely want to be able to see God. I just want to be able to see him from a distance up in my tree. No, the Lord's saying, come down. Come down. You know, and, and the people, they're going to say, no, no, you? No, not you. You're not worthy enough. You're not worthy enough. You know, it's scandalous. It doesn't make any sense. You know, there's another story of a scandalous grace of God's reckless love. You think about Paul. Paul was killing the believers. He wasn't just robbing from them. Zacchaeus was robbing from them, but Paul was killing them, murdering them. Could, could you imagine what the room was like? If you, if you were in that room with the disciples and they're like, oh, here, here's, Saul, here's Paul, formerly Saul. And, 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 and he, wants, he wants to become an apostle. And you're in that room with the other disciples, and you're like, what? Him? Uh-uh. Not him. But God called Paul on that road to the mess. Can you believe this? You might be on that road yourself. You might be up in a tree or on that road to commit some sin. And Jesus wants to meet you. So what's our call? Your call is to be holy, to be different. Because as he called Zacchaeus and says salvation has come to this house, he has transformed him in a way where he's now an influence in his city, that he is impacting his city, that, you know, we call for revival. Praise the Lord. Would revival happen in this place? Will we continue to burn for Jesus? But it it's, goes beyond revival. The revival, need, there needs to be a reformation happening as a result of the revival. That society and culture begins to change as a result of our activity here on earth. As you are a redeemed tax collector, your city, your, your community, your household begins to change and transform. You know, we have this online platform. I, I remember, you know, years ago before we even started it, um, I was like, okay, we, we really need to shape the next generation. We need to shape the next generation, not only by teaching them, but infusing our teaching with kingdom values and principles. We pray that kingdom would come here on earth as it is in heaven, right? And so as we develop the platform for this, the, the process was, as we developed the platform, we integrated kingdom values and principles within our teaching, and then we've been putting it out 
online. So it's reaching, we expect to reach 1.5 million students and teachers and parents by before the end of this year. Amen. But it's not only that, we, the regional coalition for anti-trafficking for all of Central America, they want to use the platform. We're doing it for Spain, and now uh, we're, we're doing it for the Department of Transportation, as well as the Secretary of Tourism. It's crazy. A couple of weeks ago, I had this meeting with the Chief Development Officer for Sheraton International, all of the Sheraton and Marriott brands, and he asked me, he says, Benny, I want you to review our material that we use to train all of our hotels internationally, all of the brands, so that we are doing it correctly. Now that's changing culture. That is changing society. That is bringing transformation. See, and, and I think some of us, we, we, we play church. And we don't know that we carry the power of the resurrection of our Lord within us. That everywhere we step, everywhere, everything we touch, everybody we speak to can be touched by the power of God. Know what you carry. Know the power that you have. Know that you can change and transform society. Oh, no. No, no. God can't do that. No, he can't. That's too far. That's too crazy. No. There's nothing impossible for the Lord. There's absolutely nothing, nothing that he won't change. Nothing that he won't touch. Nothing outside of his reach. He can transform it all. He can transform it all and he wants to use you. He wants to use you. It's, it burns with him to just anoint you, to continue to give you his grace and his favor. See, he showed you that scandalous grace. He showed you that reckless love so that you can be that reckless love, that scandalous grace towards others. You know, I've heard about this, like, see, it's, it's, it's some people have reduced it to, okay, well, I'm just going to be a really good businessman or I'm going to be a really good businesswoman and make a lot of money and then give some money to God. So I can give more money to God. That's great. But I think it's more than the, bottom, the, the double bottom line. It's more than the double bottom line. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. It all starts with this a simple prayer saying, here I am, God. Use me. And so I've heard, I've said this prayer so many times. Lord, I want to do great things for you. Lord, I want to do great things for you. I want to submit to you that maybe we take that word great and we move it to God, right? So Instead of saying, I want to do great things for God, I want to do things for a great God. All right? Because it, it, it takes the emphasis on the things that we do for him, and it puts the emphasis on who he is. The greatness of him. Because, you know, sometimes I think we have spent so much time striving, so much time 
trying to force a greatness out of us without realizing where that greatness comes from. And that greatness and that power needs to flow from the Lord. Do things for a great God. The last point I want to make before we go into a moment of activation, I really feel that the Lord wants to start activating you guys, is that the Lord wants to build up character in you. See, the miracle that God does in you is greater than the miracle he can do through you. The, the miracle that God does in you is greater than the miracle he can do for you. So many of us, we, we are asking for that miracle, for that healing, for that provision. Amen to that. Not that God won't do those things. But when I look at my children as a father, it doesn't matter how many great things they're going to do for the Lord. I want them to have character. I want them to really reflect the love of God, the character of God in their person. See, I've seen so many people who've done amazing things for God, but a lack of character, ooh, that, that doesn't just sit well. You know, I, I've sat in these green rooms of these huge Christian leaders, and I'm like, what? That, that doesn't make any sense. Because on in your public life and your on your Instagram life, you can show that you know you're doing such such amazing things. But if your life doesn't really show it, your heart doesn't show it, then really, what are what are we giving unto the Lord? Like you, your your greatest testimony in your life, the greatest testimony that you will ever have, is your character. So many people say, well, oh, the greatest testimony I'm going to have is this, you know, amazing thing that happened, you know, on this outreach or when I prayed for somebody. No, the greatest testimony you will have is your character. And I really sense that the Lord wants to use, begin to start using you. And to develop that character within you. To develop that Christ-likeness within you. So that you can be those agents of transformation and power. That kingdom would flow through you. Powerful. So I just invite you guys to stand right now. If you could just put your hands on your heart. And say that simple prayer. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and just move in every heart right now. Bring your transformation power. 
bring your transformation power over each and every heart, over each and every life here. May the fullness, may the fullness, may the fullness of the power of the gospel be made evident in each and every person here right now. Spirit is flowing right now. The Spirit is flowing. Just continue to surrender to Him. Continue to allow Him to touch you and move in you powerfully. Oh, Holy Spirit, come and continue to move. Move, Lord, move, Lord, move. Fill, 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 fill every heart. Don't fight back. Just allow Him to continue to move. simply say, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. For those of you who don't know the Lord as your Lord and Savior, and you want to surrender to him today, I invite you to say this prayer with me. Lord, I confess to you that I am a sinner and that I need you. Come and be the Lord of my life. I surrender my life to you. And for those of you who are up in that tree, for those of you who are on that road, and you want to turn to him, You can say it again. Lord, I give my life to you. I give all of my life to you. All that I am to you. Just say it in your own words. Just just lift up your voice in prayer to the Lord. And I pray right now an activation prayer. I pray for all of the professions here in the name of Jesus. I pray right now in the name and the authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that they will be kingdom builders, kingdom rebuilders. May the power of God flow upon them and through them. Lord, that they would be, that they would rise up in their character to shine the light of Jesus wherever they go. And whatever they do, may it be unto your glory. Lord, whatever profession that they are in, I pray for redemptive power of God. 
that they know that whatever they touch, whoever they speak to, wherever they go, that they would walk in the power of God to bring your kingdom here on earth. Kingdom on earth. Open heaven wherever they step in the name of Jesus. That they know that nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible or out of your reach. So I pray for that radical faith. That innovation, that spiritual and divine innovation to bring kingdom. To infuse everything that they do and everything that they are with the power of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's sing this song as a response. Why don't we give a praise offering to the Lord.